This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Kia ora, friends. I'm Joanna Santa Barbara of Motueka, bringing you an eco-postcard. Each week, I send you a small snapshot of a few things going on in our world concerning the health of our beautiful planet. Sometimes it's good news and sometimes it's bad. Okay, today let us start with opinions expressed by Anne Salmond, uh, a very revered figure in Aotearoa's intellectual world. And she is talking about pine plantations, which she sees as permanent monocultures, which are bad for the soil and bad for native species. She points out that the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and Biodiversity has warned against it, that is, exotic monocultures, as an impending ecological disaster, as have numerous other bodies in in their reports on the issue. Now, our emissions trading scheme incentivizes pine forests, attracting investors to plant them. They're seen as a commodity, both attracting ETS credits and also being saleable for forest products. They are vulnerable in terms of storing carbon. They're vulnerable to fire and pests. If attacked by fire and pests, that stored carbon dioxide will immediately enter the atmosphere and worsen climate change. So what Anne Salmond recommends is forests of mixed species and mixed age, and that when they're harvested, if they are harvested, Uh, the canopy should be left intact so that the soil is protected, that they should be cared for by forest ecologists and they should be open to the public as places of recreation and beauty. Salmond recommends that we restrict the emissions trading scheme category of permanent forest to indigenous forests so that if you're hoping to attract carbon credits to your land by planting trees, then you would be incentivized to plant permanent native trees and not pine monocultures. That's not how it is now. That's how she's recommending it becomes. Okay, uh, we'll pause for a moment to wish slightly belated happy birthday greetings to Greenpeace. Greenpeace is now 50 years old, which is venerable for an environmental, non-governmental organization. It's not the oldest. There are certainly older associations. We, we could think, for example, of Forest and Bird. I, I can't remember how old it is, but it's a lot older than 50. But 50 is a good age for Greenpeace to get to. Greenpeace began in Canada, began with a boat launched from Vancouver in 1971, which was to oppose the U.S. nuclear testing in Alaska. And on it has gone from there, strength to strength. Hooray for Greenpeace and happy birthday.
Now, my, I think, last topic is, is a difficult one for New Zealanders. It's about methane. And uh, lots of you will already know that methane is about half of our carbon emissions. You will know, I think, that ton for ton, methane is a far greater concentrator of heat than carbon dioxide, the other major greenhouse gas. And in fact, in its first 10 years, it's anywhere between 80 to over 100 times as powerful as carbon dioxide in reflecting back the sun's heat to Earth. So it's an extremely serious issue to control methane emissions and for New Zealand a particularly important, if vexatious, problem. Problematic because our um, our agriculture industry, particularly livestock industry, particularly cattle, are an important segment of our, our economy and they are contributing to climate change to a serious proportion. Changes are coming globally. A recent coalition between the US, the European Union and eight other big emitters pledged to cut 30% from methane emissions, from 2020 methane emissions levels by 2030. That is, is a lot. The maths aren't accurate, but that's 3% a year over the next decade. IPCC and United Nations Environmental Programme recommended 45% cut by 2030. And this is going to be quite a feature of the upcoming COP26, that's Council of Parties, 26th Council of Parties on Climate Change. And many of you will know that that's coming up at the end of this month, beginning of November. And it's thought that pressure to cut methane is going to be on everyone, including and perhaps especially New Zealand, because we globally are not doing well in cutting carbon dioxide. Climate change is advancing fast and we need fast cuts. Now, methane can give us the fastest lowering of radiative forcing of all the greenhouse gases because of its short half-life. It will self-destruct in the atmosphere and if you stop emitting it, it will disappear eventually. Unlike carbon dioxide, which will stay there for centuries, so methane promises fast reduction in our climate change problem, and so the pressure is on. This would mean disruptive changes to agriculture, which is a major source of methane emissions, but it's not the only source. Another quite large source is what's often called fugitive gases, which basically mean leaks. The fossil fuel industry leaks all the way along its production line, from mines to end uses like our gas stoves. Methane leaks into the atmosphere, and the uh, predictions of the forecasts are that that this will have to end. It really will be the nail in the coffin of the fossil fuel industry. That's not all. Rice. We don't generally look at rice as a problematic product, but it is. It causes lots of methane 
in its production. Why? Because rice paddies are flooded and vegetation rots anaerobically, that is without oxygen, and any vegetation that rots anaerobically will produce methane. So rice production produces lots of methane. The interesting thing is it doesn't have to. There are newer ways of growing rice which are just as productive or more and they involve intermittent flooding so the vegetation doesn't rot and you don't get methane. But just try to find out if the rice that you're buying to eat is produced in the methane intense way or not. I've tried really hard and you can't find out. So I've stopped eating rice to a fair extent, not totally, but a fair bit. Waste, organic waste, rotting without oxygen anaerobically in landfills is another serious source of methane. So we've got to cut all sources at once and we in New Zealand are not achieving this and we don't have a plan to achieve big cuts in methane. So all, all of this is a pretty big problem for us and it's looking as if it's going to come to a head in COP26. Watch this space and uh, see what happens. I'm Joanna Santa Barbara. This has been an Eco Postcard. Eco Postcards is Monday afternoons 3.30pm and Saturday mornings 9.50am. Till next week, dear listeners, bye for now. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.